0: Hello and welcome to the Bulletin with UBS on Monocle24. Each week the sharpest minds and freshest thinkers in finance take you beyond the numbers and hype, right to the heart of the big issues of the day. Today we're dipping into UBS Global Wealth Management's latest Investor Watch report. The keen-eared amongst you will recall from previous iterations that these pieces survey thousands of investors across multiple geographies to gauge investor sentiment. Joining us today is Jeff Scott, Head of Client and Advisor Insights at UBS Global Wealth Management, to talk us through the main findings and the impact of COVID 19 on investor mood and intention. Jeff will explain some striking changes between this year's survey and that conducted in May 2020 and explain more about what the report calls the new valuables, those fresh priorities for investors that have increasingly supplanted capital and returns as perhaps the key focus after a turbulent past 18 months shaped or reshaped by the pandemic. Jeff Scott, welcome to the programme. Jeff, before we get stuck into the detail of the piece, just remind us briefly, first of all, what the Investor Watch series is and how it works.
1: So Investor Watch is a survey we do twice a year. This time it was among about 3,800 high net worth investors. And this is across 15 countries. And what we do is we go in depth into a particular topic. And this time we we really focused on how the pandemic has affected investors and how it's changed their views and plans going forward.
0: Well, yeah, and I wanted to ask you in more detail about that, Jeff, because it's really interesting. If we kind of roll back through the calendar to the May 2020 iteration, obviously the world was in some ways very, very similar, in some ways so different. It must be so interesting to look at that comparison, May 2020 to May 2021, and to start to look at how investors have, well, in some senses, stuck to their guns and in other ways, changed really significantly in terms of how they look at their portfolios.
1: Yes, we did actually ask some of these same questions about a year ago in May 2020, which was fairly early in the pandemic. And at that time, there was there was more of a sense of fear and uncertainty, but some of the trends that we saw in, in this more recent report had sort of already begun at that point. Investors had already started reassessing what's most important to them. For example, last year, seven in 10 already said that the pandemic had reminded them that life is short, and they want to make sure they you know make the most of it, and that actually increased to eight and ten in our our more recent study and i I think the the length and the severity of the pandemic has ensured that you know those things that maybe last May we thought might have just been a fleeting a fleeting thought or a temporary thing is really something that'll will stick for most people so so some of the other things kind of just continue along those lines that we saw in the more recent study you know, kind of in the most immediate way. There's a large group, six and 10, who are, you know, eager to make up for lost time and, and do the things like traveling and going out that they, they couldn't do during the pandemic once it is has passed. But, you know, there also seems to be a deeper impact. Eight and 10 said COVID-19 made them reassess what's most important. Two and three wanted to find greater purpose in their lives and similar proportion to make more of a difference in the world so so all this time at home you know has led people to reflect on their lives and think about what they want to do differently going forward
0: is there then a direct line jeff that runs from that to how they wish to reflect those reevaluations those new values that they're thinking about and reemphasizing is is there a straight line that's drawn from that then to how they want to shape their portfolios and actually change decisions that are you know investment decisions that they're making
1: for sure. I think first, one of the ways um, not on their investments, but, but financially is, uh, you know, we see investors wanting to make more of a difference through increased charitable giving. We found 93% of investors say that COVID-19 has made them more appreciative of what they have. And two in three feel guilty for being more fortunate than others. And we see many planning to act on these feelings. 45% plan to give more to charities than they did prior to the pandemic. While thirty-eight percent plan to give the same, and only seventeen percent expect to give less. So, just wanted to give that first. But, but to your point about their investments, we see, um, you know, investors want to make more of a difference with their investments as well. Nine and ten agree they want to align their investments with their values, and six and ten are more interested in sustainable investing as a result of COVID nineteen. So, we we do see investors wanting to put their capital behind these causes and ideas and sense of making more of a difference in the world.
0: Yeah, and and sustainability is a theme that we constantly seem to come back to uh, on this program. When I speak to colleagues really throughout, throughout UBS and almost in any geography, it's such a perennially important theme. And its rise and rise as a talking point, Jeff, seems to have been just underscored, you know, emphasised by the pandemic for reasons that I guess are pretty obvious and relate to some of the trends you've already described. Has that accelerated that engagement with sustainability as a theme? I've often asked colleagues before, oh, how long is it before we don't even need to talk about sustainability because all portfolios will be designed sustainably? Do you you think that the pandemic has, in a way, driven that process, made that uh, reality more likely?
1: Yes, I think so. Um, that's something we've done in a previous investor watches is, is looked at sustainable investing and we saw, and and this is, I think the last time we really went in depth was 2018. And at that point, we already saw a pretty strong acceleration in both usage of and interest in, in further sustainable investing. And then yeah, I think all our findings from this research just show an acceleration of that trend. So you know, certain regions are, are further ahead than others. I think that, um, you know, Europe is probably the farthest along. Asia showed the most direct effect of, of COVID encouraging them to want to do more sustainable investing. But yeah, agreed. I think that, you know, it, it is well on the way towards, towards being the norm.
0: Well, it's interesting. You, you mentioned geographies there, some regional changes. And I know we, we slightly risk generalising by making these, drawing these some conclusions. But what do some of the different demographics have to say? You mentioned the big sample pool that you actually speak to for these Investor Watch pieces. If we look at geographies or divides on, I don't know, gender lines or age is really interesting here. Do we see different priorities and different degrees of enthusiasm? I mean, one that would be obvious to ask you about would be Millennials and younger investors, are they more inclined to seek to make a difference? You mentioned that as a theme earlier.
1: Yes, I think it's very interesting. We really see a generational divide coming out of the pandemic. Younger investors, in this case, we just made a simple dividing line of under 50 and, and 50 and older, and we found that those younger investors seem to be much more profoundly impacted by the pandemic. 79% 79% say they want to make more of a difference as a result of the pandemic compared to 51% of investors over 50. And 52% of those younger investors expect to increase their charitable giving compared to 35% of investors over 50. So really a big gap by, by generation. And then similarly to, to your point, we also see women leading the change coming out of the pandemic. 75% of women want to make more of a difference in the world compared to 65% of men. And also on the charitable giving, there's a gap. 51% of women expect to increase um, their charitable giving compared to 42% of men. On the geography, I mean, I think I already made the one point about the SI. The other thing that we saw was in terms of this desire to you know, get out there and make up for lost time, which we saw overall that feeling was strongest in Asia and Europe and lowest in Latin America. And, and that I think is probably just due to where they are in dealing with the pandemic. You know, but I think there's still a worse um, case situation there. So it's probably a little further from feeling like, okay, we're almost there.
0: Yeah, and and it's funny, if we look at the sort of nature of the recovery, there was a, there's a neat line, I think, in the sort of introduction to the Investor Watch piece, Jeff, about, you know, as the recovery continues all around the world, look for, you know, hotels and stadiums to fill up. But not just those, look for, for hearts and minds to fill up too, which I thought was a clever way of putting it. And I wanted to ask you, is the sort of nature of this recovery different? Obviously, you know, we had recoveries post the financial crash and post other more explicitly economic events the pandemic i guess because it's affected all aspects of life it's not been a, a, a uniquely economic phenomenon do you think that that means the recovery is also different in character to anything well certainly i don't know that, that say you and i uh, will have seen in our lifetimes
1: yeah i think i think that's a really good point point. one of the things that we've seen out there a bit in the the news has been a sense of will you know will there be another roaring 20s like there was a hundred years ago um where people are all excited to go spend a lot of money and get out there once the pandemic's over. And, you know, we saw some signs of that, but I think to your point, because this wasn't just a financial crisis, it was something that, you know, really impacted everyone's lives for for such a long time that it kind of had a deeper impact than that. And we see these more changes of, you know, I've only got this one life to live, I want to, you know, make the most of it, both in terms of, you know, enjoying things for themselves, but but more importantly, I think the sense of what will my impact have been, been before I go.
0: Well, yeah, and I guess maybe just as a final thought then, Jeff, if we, essentially we began by talking about, you know, the differences between the May 20 piece, May 21, Uh, You know, you don't possess, sadly, a crystal ball. I don't think you do anyway. But if we gaze into that kind of middle distance future, you know, imagine we're sat here in May or June of 2022. Are you optimistic that some of these really important changes, this emphasis on an interest in more meaningful work on investments that deliver more than just financial returns? Are you optimistic that those changes are here to stay and we'll still be talking about those? Um, clients will still be bringing those up with the same degree of enthusiasm if we're talking in another 12 months' time?
1: Um, I, I, I think largely I, I do. As, as I said, I think because this has, has been long enough and, I, you know, I don't, while we'd love for it to be gone, I, I don't think it's going to be as simple as you know, in a couple months, this will will be sort of over and forgotten. So I, I think it will continue to have an impact. And you know, while while everyone who who says, "Okay, I'm gonna do something more with my life," you know, may not make a major change, but I think a significant number of people will. And and certainly some of these trends around, you know, where they're putting their capital, whether it's sustainable investing or charitable giving or you know, just making sure their investments are aligned with their values. I, I think those we, we certainly will see to an even greater degree a year from now.
0: Jeff Scott, just finally, are there any other aspects here of the piece that you might mention? There were some interesting findings about investor spending, for example.
1: We do see an expected uptick in spending when we emerge from the pandemic. About half of investors plan to spend more after the pandemic than they did before with about one quarter saying no change and, and one quarter planning to spend less. And we we see this increased spending as possible because 72% of investors saved more during the pandemic because of all the restrictions in place. And then we looked at where they're gonna spend that money and we found that the vast majority, 77% will prioritize life experiences over material things. So not surprisingly, the top ways they plan to spend more money are on travel, dining out, and attending events like like sports and concerts. And then the one other thing I would mention is, you know, while the percentages aren't quite as high, I, I did think it was interesting how many investors are looking to make changes in their work. So 38% say they want to find more meaningful work and 40% want to retire earlier to enjoy life more. So, you know, I think those are still pretty big numbers for making that kind of a change. And and goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning in terms of this enhanced sense that, You know, life is short and and really wanting to make the most of it.
0: Jeff Scott, huge thanks for joining us on The Bulletin today. And that brings us to the end of this edition of The Bulletin with UBS, setting the agenda in the fast-moving world of finance each week here on Monocle24. You can listen again and find out more at monocle.com or catch up via your preferred podcast platform. The Bulletin with UBS on Monocle24.